What is up, everyone? Welcome to the week four matchup live stream here at fantasypoints.com. I'm John Hansen, Greg Cosell, Adam Kaplan, ready to rock and roll here, starting this uh, little broadcast at quarter to six East Coast time here, right before the game. Ben Kukanis on the other side of the glass, making this all possible. Well, guys, I'm sure you're doing well. I'm doing well. Even if I wasn't, I'd lie and say I was. So let's just get right into it here and start with the football game tonight as the Bengals host the Dolphins. Uh, Mr. Kaplan, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you? What is the latest here on Tua Tonga Veloa? Is he, wants, he, he wants, even called him a game time decision? Or he what? wants to go for it. And I, the, the, the issue is not the ankle. Well, the ankle is an issue, no doubt. You worry about that lower back injury. And we know forever that he's a guy's not very strong. He's not. He's not like really built. So you worry about him taking hits. And he and Greg could get into what the tape looked like, but it does worry me when a guy on a short week is banged up with two injuries, and that 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 would impact him. We know Bridgewater if he had to play, what kind of quarterback he is. So we'll see. Well, Greg, you have studied Tua, and I know you have thoughts, so you can give us those thoughts, and also chime in on you know i i'm kind of you know obsessed a little bit with their running game or lack thereof this might be a week to really commit to it try it out with no dj reader and take some pressure off of tua but uh talk about those items there well they could uh, you know again i if two is playing all you can do is evaluate tua based on him playing yeah um you know, last week they only ran 39 offensive plays, which is an incredibly small number in an NFL game. Um, it's a short week. So in a short week, probably not a lot of new things are being put in. Yeah. So, I mean, can you run the ball? Sure, you can try. Uh, they have not run it with a whole lot of success. Um, to be honest with you, John, I, I think the other side of the ball is a lot more fascinating in this game because the, the Dolphins' defense is a tough defense to play against. Yeah. And there's a lot of pressure looks. There's a lot of different pressures. The O-line for the Bengals is still not very good. There's a lot to sort out. Yeah, yeah. Play the the Dolphins. And I know we all just look and say, oh, okay, they got three great wide receivers, you know, and their secondary is playing some guys who probably no one's heard of, you know, and then so he's going to throw for 450. But, I, you know, it's a tough defense to play against because of the pressure. Yeah, and they gave Josh Allen all he could handle last week. And, you know, it's a similar type of situation here. Yeah, Burrow's great. Receivers are great. But, you know, protection, not that great. And you brought up a good point about them, you know, losing a little juice in their blocking with their tight ends. They may miss C.J. Uzama. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, and well, well, what was interesting to me, and Adam can speak to this, Mixon was not injured, was he, last week? Ankle. He did get injured. He did. Okay, he so that's why it was P. Ryan who was in the game. Because one positive yeah. note for the Bengals is they got the ball with 10 minutes to go, and they basically ran out almost. They, they kept the ball for eight minutes on, yeah. a, on a long drive. The, the field goal kicker missed the field goal, but that's not the point. The point is they kept the ball for eight minutes. P. Ryan had nine runs for 47 yards. Right, right. Okay. Um, it's actually I, I funny, would... John. I was just going to say, it's the best I'd looked at. It's best I've seen P. Ryan run in I don't know how long. I was like, wait, is that P. Ryan? It's one of those where you're kind of surprised. 
So I'm glad you brought him up and that because you know about his versatility. That's that's never been the issue. The issue is can he run the ball and he did a good job. Yeah, well, because he he often plays on third down. Yeah. In that situation, when they ran the ball, they had six O linemen on the field and two tight ends. So they pretty much came out, which a lot of teams would love to be able to do in the fourth quarter when they are ahead and pretty much say, here we are. You stop us. We're going to run the ball. The Bengals have not been that team. So that was a positive note from a week ago. How do you think any thoughts on how they they play it uh, uh, in the secondary with uh, these three receivers? Boyd coming off a, a big game. We talked about him last week. Uh, do they? You think they travel uh, Xavier Howard on Jamar Chase, for example? Uh, I don't know because I think Higgins is a pretty is a pretty good yeah. player. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so I. I don't know about that. I mean, Chase did not have a big game last week, but Boyd and Higgins did. So I think you have to be careful about that. Okay. Um, and then flip-flopping a little, um, Awuzie and Eli Apple against Tyreek and Waddle. Um, a- any thoughts there? I know Tyreek was talking smack on Apple. He's uh, apparently looking to vow vengeance on something here. But, um, you know, when you look at the Bengals secondary, they have a pretty good pass rush. Not great, but pretty good. Uh, your, your thoughts on their ability to, you know, slow down Tua, assuming Tua's, you know, close to himself. Is that for me or for Adam? Oh, yeah, you, you, Greg. I mean, just, just general thoughts on the matchup, the Bengal D against what right. you're seeing well, the, from these the Dolphin receivers. Games, and obviously everything is opponent-specific, and three games is not necessarily enough to make a judgment on how a team will play a whole season. But they've played a lot of man coverage. Um, will they do that tonight? That remains to be seen. Last week, the Bills played hardly any man coverage. Now, again, they only had to play against 39 snaps. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, Hill was not a factor in the game at all. And I'm sure everybody assumed going in with two rookie corners and two safeties who were backups that Hill would have a huge game. And it didn't play out that way. So, yeah. you know, that's hard to know. Will the Bengals stay with their higher percentage man coverage or not because Apple, as we know, can be beat. Well, I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm in on Mike Kosicki as a, a sleeper tonight. The Bengals have been deficient against the tight end. I, I know it's risky, but I mean, there's nobody. I mean, maybe, maybe Raheem Mostert can get going tonight with uh, no reader. He did look, had a couple good runs last week. Minnesota at New Orleans played in London. Adam, uh, Give us your latest thoughts on Dalvin Cook. Uh, we'll practice yeah. early in the week. Yeah, he no, he took his reps today. He took all his reps. So okay. unless he something did. happened, oh. yeah, he looked good last week. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah, yeah, he Dude, not, very you, good. You and I have talked about this with, with uh, Cook. He's had shoulder problems over his career. They kind of know how to manage it. The fact that he took all his reps, as long as he takes his reps tomorrow, obviously he'll play. I don't have. I, I'm I'm willing to like. I just I sort of know what this guy is. He's a phenomenal talent. He just gets hurt a lot. You just yeah. have to make a decision for what you're doing. Do you want to trust him the rest of the way? I, I feel like yeah, I kind of yeah. have a pretty good idea about this guy being able to play through certain injuries. Yeah. You know he's gonna miss time. That's not the question. Yeah. He's gonna probably miss a couple games here or there. But if you have Madison, who's one yeah. of the backup running backs in the league, you'll be okay. Yeah, you will. Now, do you have any thoughts on a shoulder injury playing hurt with I think he's gonna have some sort of harness, right? Like that might affect his ability to, to catch the ball? Uh, it could be, but I know this. Backs have played with harnesses okay to carry the football. They they kind of, you know, they go through it. They test it out. 
Yeah. I don't know about catching the football. That's a good question. And yeah, and it's a legit question because he's yeah. underwhelmed just a little bit. So, Greg, you thought last week he looked good, and it's not just oh they're playing the Lions. I know you've been you know complimentary of the O line here in Minnesota. You see it kind of coming together well. Yeah, I mean, I think their O line is going to be pretty good. I thought Cook last week. You know, he's such a velocity runner. He always looks like he shot out of a cannon. Um, mm-hmm. No, I thought he looked good. I think the O line is is solid. Um, you know, one thing that was real interesting last week, and you're seeing this more and more, and it, it it's it's going to be an interesting conversation going forward, um, is last week what the Lions did is they matched Okuda on Jefferson and yeah. then bracketed him a good part of the time. So they took Jefferson out of the game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we saw that with the Titans and Devontae Adams. You know, you're going to start to see, I think, more teams yeah. do this kind of thing and make the opposing team beat you with guys that they don't normally throw to, you know, now the Vikings came back and won, and Osborne had two big catches, you know, down the stretch, including the game winner, which was clearly a miscommunication in coverage. But the point is, is, you know, this doesn't surprise me. So it's just something to think about going forward. I think you're going to see more teams um, do this. And and Adam was probably uh, heard this yesterday where a coach who we both know well said that your wide receiver room is only as good as your third receiver. And mm. the more you think about that, the more yeah. there's merit to that. But by the way, we no can't question. tell you what it is because DeFilippo did our Eagle show last night. He, oh, he said, said the same thing. thing. Yeah, he said it's funny. We were mm. it was one of, it's probably the best show we've ever done. John gave us an hour. Yeah. And we, we talked about game planning and very inside football stuff. He just he loves talking about that stuff. I don't even know how it came up. And he talked about that because he talked about, oh, yeah, he talked about Quez Watkins. You have to have a third passing option. The Eagles have four. Right. But if you have a third receiver who could get stuff done, it's he said it's really hard if you don't have a third receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, I think I think Adam Thielen really benefited from that situation last right. week. Too. Right, right. Right. We're talking fantasy, obviously. So yeah. he had more catches and perhaps Osborne can as well. And I actually think if this starts happening more and more against the Vikings, I think they're equipped to handle it. They are. Thielen is solid. Maybe he's not what he was four years ago, but he's certainly solid. And Osborne's pretty good. Um, I was going to ask you, what does he look like on tape to you? Yeah, Osborne, I like Osborne. I liked him. I actually liked him coming out. He played at the University of Miami. I thought he could be a very good number three receiver in the league with a chance to be a number two, depending on what team he was on. Um, And I think think he's good. Um, But you know, I'm, I'm just making the point that I think you're going to see more and more of this, John, something to consider as we yeah. think about specific matchups, because the teams that are going to do this, it's like I said, the Titans yeah. took took away Adams and Waller this week. You know, yeah. so people going into that might have thought, oh, you know, the Titan, Titans corners aren't great. Adam's going to go off. Well, right. he didn't go off because they on every single third down, they basically doubled them. And I would imagine when that's happening to you early in the season and you're a new coach, that that probably makes it a little tougher, like Kevin O'Connell. I mean, this is just he's played he's coached three games. Uh McDaniel, same deal, kind of. So uh that's a good point. No, no question. Uh the matchup for the Vikings, I'm not sure how much of the Saints you've you've seen, but I mean, we kind of know their blueprint. Uh pressure with four, man to man, three good corners, but you know, Kirk Cousins does well against these type of defenses. I guess where everything's defined for him. But any thoughts on the matchup? Yeah, I mean, my my guess is that, and this is just a guess because we don't know that the, that the Saints would not be one of those teams that would double in bracket. That they would mm-hmm. feel comfortable 
when they do play man, which they do play a lot, and they actually play two man, okay, which two man, the structure of two man is such that you do have help. So yeah. th- since they play more two man coverage than any team in the league, they may just say, hey, we'll play two man in given situations. Maybe we'll put a lot of more on it. Maybe we won't. But the point is, if you play two man, you kind of have a built in over the top player. Lattimore against Jefferson. That's a pretty good matchup there. I, I'm not sure who gets the advantage. You know, I mean, Lattimore seems to struggle with like speed and, you know, Jefferson's fast, but I mean, not a burner, but uh, we'll see. Uh, that is a tougher matchup uh, for the Saints, Adam. Uh, not looking great here for Jameis. It isn't. What- no. It, it's it's the ankle, not the back. The back fractures. He, he look. He knows how to manage it. It is what it is. He could he could handle it. And Andy Dalton is a pretty good backup. So if James doesn't work tomorrow, it'll be Dalton. And then Michael Thomas hasn't worked yet. And this is a foot injury, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so they would move Landry in probably inside more. And Callaway at what point else. do we get a little word about Thomas? I believe this is his third little minor ailment here already. Oh, Hamstring. Well, yeah, he, he's. Try to manage it. He's done it. He's done a fairly good job of managing this thing. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know if it's the same ankle or foot that had. It was the ankle that had surgery twice, mm-hmm. so you worry about that. And where are you with uh, Alvin Kamara? You know, maybe Andy Dalton will help if he starts getting more. Checking it down, yeah. Checking it down, yeah. Do you do you view James as a, a guy who'll check it down? I think he's kind of middle of the road there, Greg. Um, Jameis is an aggressive thrower, but he certainly has been a, a checkdown guy. Uh, is that that sound right to you? I mean, he's probably middle of the road, like not a great checkdown guy, but he'll do it. Yeah, I mean, I think he's missed some throws that, you know, if he made, he's missed some some vertical throws uh, that, you know, he's always been a pretty good vertical thrower to the ball, yeah. deep thrower to the ball, and he's missed some. Um, you know, they, they've, they've struggled really to score. Um, they really haven't had a meaningful run game. I don't think Jameis at this point in his career is the kind of quarterback that you're just going to say drop back, drop back, drop oh, sure. back. So, yeah. you know, without a real meaningful run game, I think their offense has is a week-to-week proposition. It sure does seem, though, that Alave is like a big-time part of this passing well, they game. They throw it know. to him a lot. Yeah, right. And we talked about this. You brought it up, too, like like – don't assume that like Alave is going to maybe be behind like Jarvis, the veteran. Like, no, no, no. He's a number one pick. He's a field stretcher, field tilter. Uh, have you been impressed by Alave? Just yeah, you've seen I, you have to be impressed with him. I think that their offense though lacks any real sense of rhythm and flow. You know, yeah. because I think you know the Michael Thomas situation. We don't know. Um, right. You know, I thought you know obviously they throw it to Alave a lot, and he's he's produced. And in yeah. fact, Winston missed him a couple of times where he would have produced even more. So, mm. you know, he's been what they've clearly hoped. And so far, he looks like a really good pick. Yeah. And, and he's not really like seemingly struggling with contact and the physicality of the game. I mean, that was one, you know, concern. It, hey, without question, because he did in college. Yep. Yep. Let's go to Cleveland and Atlanta. Actually, can, I, can I ask one question to Greg? Do you see any differences between Pete Carmichael and, and Sean Payton calling plays? Is there anything discernible? That's a hard question for me to answer. Right. Adam. I, think I can't early. really go yeah. there. And That's the reason right. I can't is in order to answer that, if anybody says they know without doing a major study, major, right. Right. then they're making crap up. 
you yeah. would have to break down every situation, mm-hmm. every play call. You know, it's easy to say that there's a difference because the Saints are not scoring. That's sure. easy. But mm-hmm. that's based on no facts other than the final score of games. Yeah, I don't really see him have, having an identity. Not that that's Carmichael's fault per se, I, but to Greg's point, I'm not sure what they are. Um, are they a yeah. running team? Are they a throwing team? Cleveland at Atlanta. And uh, don't look now, but you know the Falcon offense is actually pretty decent, Adam. Uh, you know, I guess fantasy people are getting on Arthur Smith, and Arthur, I don't know if he sent a message last week. It's like, shut the hell up. Leave me alone. Here's some Kyle Pitts for you. But uh, I thought that was... Uh, encouraging last he week knows. i mean look he knows pitts is, a, is is look he's a he's a field tilter i mean you gotta you know what when pitts is great he's a guy you have to worry about on defense uh the thing is oh yeah patterson they're Cordero. they don't seem to be concerned about the knee issue so as long right. as you get some work in tomorrow he i'll tell you what i never I mean, it's it's it we've, i don't know if we've seen a story at this at running back I, he's technically running back where a guy does nothing for nine years and all of a sudden he becomes a good running back yeah, yeah. They all you want about the scheme, but the guys puts the guy gets the job done. Oh, no doubt. And he's exactly the same right now as he was last year when he was crushing it. Until he fell off, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's a good question. You know, Drake London, man, I, I wasn't that into him and uh I wish I was. I mean, the guy's getting targets here and looking pretty darn good. And we'll see Tyler Algier as a you know, that's a low end guy, but I still think he's going to get 150 carries at some point here. And, you know, the Brownies with uh, Mari Cooper, I don't think, Greg, you've seen much of the Falcon offense. I'm just wondering if they, I know they last year didn't travel. Well, I've seen Correct. the Falcon offense other than this week. I or saw defense, sorry, week. defense, defense. Oh. Um, I've seen I, a I would of just... the Falcon defense every week. Oh, okay. Do, do you, are they traveling? Uh, their elite corner no. at all? They play boundary and field. Terrell's the, the boundary corner. Haywood's the field corner. Right. Okay. So. so they don't travel. Yeah. So that's maybe, I don't know. I don't even know if that's good news uh, or, now, or again, no news. We play three weeks. Could yeah. they travel this week? I mean, that's the stuff you don't know. But this yeah. is, they did the same thing last year and it was the same coordinator. So right. you'd have to assume. Now, keep one thing in mind. The boundary corner will often get the top receiver because yeah. a lot of top receivers are the boundary X. Yeah. So they often get the top receiver. So, for instance, this past week, he had some a lot of snaps against Metcalf in Seattle because yeah. Metcalf would line up as the boundary X. But yeah. normally they don't move him where the top receiver goes. He, he normally, normally is the key word here. He plays to the boundary side. Well, and the thing about Cooper, and this is probably good, and we'll see if they do travel them. I would I would say if you're a defense playing the Browns right now, you may consider it because Cooper is like the major alpha dog. But per fantasy points data, he's lined up uh, at left wide receiver 33, slot 19.4, and then right at 48. So it's you know it's right, a pretty the, which doesn't that doesn't account for whether he's to the boundary of the field. That's just left or right. Right, 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 right. But you know, he, my point is the guy's all over the place. You know, and got... and uh, I'll give you a little inside football thing. So a friend of mine who's, who's a, who's a defensive coach for one of the teams that the Browns have played. He thinks Cooper put on like 15 pounds of muscle. He could not believe how big and strong he is. Wow. He's not like this with Dallas. I've, he's like, is it, like, we had a lot of trouble against him. He, he, he leveraged a little bit, you know, people yeah. not, uh, finesse he goes no he 
He goes, I don't know where this came from, but he said he's really a lot stronger than he could recall. Look like a uh, little like AJ Brown. Uh, well, that's, not, that's, that's that's a, that's another level, but well, I, I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, sure, that quality he's bigger yeah. than AJ Brown. Yeah. Wow. He's like, yeah, he's an inch. He's like maybe an inch taller, but yeah. Yeah, but he's um, filled his body yeah. up. Yep. You know, they're still obviously they're a running team. They lead the league in rushing. Um, they're going to run the. You know, Chubb's terrific. Their their two guards are phenomenal, Batonio and Wyatt Teller. Yep. Um, they have a pretty diverse run game. Um, they've run exceptionally well out of 11 personnel. Yeah. So we'll see if, if they do that because, you know, one of the things I noticed with the Falcons defense this past week against Seattle is there were times that the they stayed base versus 11, okay? Now, they could do that if they feel that they're going to get the run by Chubb out of 11 personnel. They might want to, you know, that extra bigger body on the field. Yeah. So we'll see. But they've been phenomenal, the Browns running the ball with Chubb out of 11 personnel. Njoku had a huge game last week, but do you have any thoughts on his role in the offense? I mean, they well, did the re-sign him. Target. I mean, clearly through three weeks, he's the number two target. So, yeah. um, okay. you know, again, now it depends on if, what Dean Pease wants to do as far as Cooper. Oh, right. by the way, Njoku didn't practice today. He got added with a knee injury. Oh, uh, boy. A couple things for them defensively. With, I would I would assume they're not they're not they won't say Garrett won't play, but it certainly doesn't look good mm. uh, for him to play. Now Clowney has a practice since he got hurt. Taven Bryan, who starts at D tackle, and they're not very deep at D tackle. He hasn't worked yeah. with a hamstring injury, so keep that in mind. Yeah, uh, for for your 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 adjustments to uh, your totals for the running game for them, John. Right. For Atlanta. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Buffalo at Baltimore. Well, Greg, uh, talk about uh, Lamar and, and I guess how great he's been this year. And, you know, without a running game and with minimal targets to their wide receivers, um, how sustainable is that? How great has Lamar been to you? Well, the reason that it's theoretically sustainable is because they're the only team in the league that plays like this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They've only had 17 snaps all season with 11 personnel. So, so they don't play like any other team. And yeah. then you've got a short week to prepare for them. You know, a normal week, but, you know, it's it's not like you're preparing for them all summer, okay? So now you're preparing for a team that plays like nobody else. Right. With a quarterback that you cannot simulate in practice with his speed. So they were a very difficult team to play against. And, and Lamar puts major stress on pretty much everything in your defense because he can run. You know, you talk about no run game. Right. You're not counting Lamar in the run. Of course. Game. And Lamar yeah. is a major part of the run yeah. game. He's he Superman. is the run game. He's, he's Superman right now. Yeah. He's a run game. Backs, John, but yeah. Lamar has designed runs yeah. that are part of the run game. Now, generally speaking, this Bills D <laughs> is typically disciplined and, you know, all that. Look to not give up big plays and all that. Uh, yeah, it's a little frustrating for Rashad Bateman. I thought he'd get a little bit more. I mean, we knew they were going back to 2019. They tried doing what you talked about them moving away from last year with the 11 personnel, Greg, and it didn't work really. So Let me ask Adam a question, yeah. and I don't know if you've talked to coaches about this. Is, is there a sense or not <laughs> that Lamar could 
play in any offense or does it need to be really geared specifically like this? I've talked to personal people, not coaches, and it's got to be like this. Greg Roman's done an unbelievable job. I know that I know the I know the uh, the, the fans sometimes they see video and they get on about his past concepts. I had a GM tell me that he's never seen a run game this di diverse. Right. Just, this whatever you would know better because you're watching the tape whatever they're doing to free lamar up and obviously this acceleration is ridiculous it's greg makes such a great point how do you how do you possibly prepare for this for one week it's like it's hard when you when you don't face these guys i mean they play a player john who's essentially a sixth offensive lineman in patrick ricard right okay and he plays a lot of snaps now we're not talking about a guy who's like a traditional fullback who might play, you know, 15 snaps a game. I mean, this guy plays 40, 45 snaps a game. And if he catches one ball every three weeks, you know, that's big. Okay. So, you know, their their offense is unlike any other in the league. And now you you presumably you're going to get a little bit more and more every week from J.K. Dobbins. So that will be an expansion of sorts of what they're doing, I guess, well, offensively. It, no, it, it's just more, it's better execution within right. their okay. system. It's not necessarily an expansion of the system. It's just better execution within their system. Yeah. And I think less on Lamar. I mean, because you know, I know it's only three games, but could, could Lamar get through a whole season like the first three weeks? That would be a bit much. I mean, even as the NFL... In his uh, MVP campaign, he had a running, you know, I had running backs there getting right. the ball, you know, all that. So, well, Dobbins back. Look, Dobbins is back. So, let, let's see. You know, he's yeah. been out a year. You got to give him time. It'll, if the guy's even reasonably healthy, it's going to, having Lamar's going to help him. There's just no doubt. Someone's got to emerge from that backfield. It's got to be him. Um, oh, Bills, uh, Gabe Davis didn't work today after working yesterday. Yeah. A little so, concerned. Uh, same uh, injury. Uh, it's, the same it's the same ankle. But here's the thing. He played, he played 86, 88 snaps on that ankle last week. He played yeah. more snaps than Steph Diggs. It's insane. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what, John, here's why. Dropped a touchdown. He did. Yeah. And John, yeah. I told you that. I told yeah. you that it was a drop. Oh, I know. But, Greg, you think that's more drop than just a good defensive play? I think it's a drop. See? Okay. That's what I called it on TV live. But yeah. then I watched him. Like, ah, oh, give the defender credit. Okay. Just but I, I would be concerned after that off that ankle. Remember, he – he heard it, you know, he didn't play that. He, he heard it two days before a game, didn't play, and then plays the next week, 88 snaps. I mean, that's – he's obviously going to be sore. I'm not – he's a pretty tough guy. Uh, I, I just – I'm a little concerned, but I'll know more tomorrow. Yeah. One thing that may help is Kumaro is also out of practice. Well, he's too. got a – no, he's he's out a while. He's got a high ankle sprain. He's doubtful, yeah. So they don't have anyone. Yeah, right. They'll use McKenzie more. We'll get more touches. They'll manufacture more stuff for him. They, yeah. They're they're kind of intrigued by him. You know? Yeah. Greg, do you see maybe a guy like Isaiah McKenzie emerging here? It's different than Cole Beasley, but well, they really like a McKenzie versus man coverage because he runs away from people. Yeah, you know that's that's what his strength is. You know, I, I don't think he's as good as a Cole Beasley in working into voids and zones and understanding that. I think he runs away from man really well. Let's go to the Commanders and the Cowboys. Greg, you've seen, uh, I guess, Carson Wentz all year. Your thoughts on where we're at now. I think, uh, you know, pressure or poor responses to pressure uh, with Carson uh, would be at the top of the priority list or the intrigue list in this matchup against Dallas. Well, I think what would be at top of the list would be if they can protect one-on-one. -on -one. 
Right. Because that's all the sacks by the Eagles came with one-on-one guys getting beat one-on-one. So now were there a few times that Wentz could have gotten rid of the ball? Yes. But there were a number of those sacks where he had no chance. Also, not seven, so many seven step drops. Just get out of his hands faster. Right. Yeah. Now they lost uh, Roulier. Yeah. I wonder if that played. I mean, it's he's a like loss. It's the captain of the line, right? And, and yeah. Schweitzer, who did, who got housed in that game, who didn't play well, he has a concussion. So they're, they're in trouble. They're, Leno's been hurt. He didn't play that well. Yeah. You know. And, and Gibson. And, and they're playing against a really good pass rush team again. Yeah. And Gibson, really, Greg, I asked you this on the podcast. It feels to me like Brian Robinson could be the lead back by Halloween. He was going to be, and then he had the unfortunate, tragic situation. So when he's truly ready, and it won't necessarily be week five, but when he's truly ready, I think you'll see him play. Yeah. So a challenging matchup, but. Um, you know, Terry McLaurin, I didn't like him last week. I guess that was a little garbage time, that play there. But, uh, Greg, have you seen Cooper Rush this year? I saw him in his first game. I didn't see him this week. Yeah. I mean, seems like a great backup. You know, like, I don't know about playing this guy for two months, but, man, if you need a guy to hold down the fort for a month, it, it well, sure you seems know, like. He's your classic executor. He distributes the ball. He plays with poise and composure. Um you know, as long as he doesn't turn it over, you're going to be fine. They ran the ball better this week, you know. So, you know, I think that they'll lean more on the run game. And if it's successful, their offense will survive. Now, don't forget, they didn't score a ton of points. Yeah. You know? so we're not talking about an offensive juggernaut. But, you know, if they can run the ball with some kind of consistency, which has been a struggle since about week six last year, yep. um, then they can be – they can at least have – some kind of efficiency as an offense. Do you have any thoughts on maybe a part of the key last week was actually no Dalton Schultz because you you pointed that out last year. The loss of Blake Jarwin was not good for their blocking, and all of a sudden it's like no Dalton Schultz. All of a sudden they're running like crazy. Yeah, I don't know if if one game speaks to that enough, yeah. John. Yeah, you know Schultz, he was a big part of their passing game a year ago, so it's hard. Yeah. You know, I doubt that they're going when he comes back, they're going to say, sorry, you're going to sit. Down. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. I, I, yeah. I oh, am hey, John, on he's going to be John. He'll be a big part of it when he gets. Yeah. Oh, I, I traded for him in the ACI I know. this week. He's got a sprained knee, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's a MC, grade one MCL because he's working this week. It's a, yeah, it's they're a, saying it's not too bad. It's a PCL um, or, or grade one, whatever it is. A grade right. one. No, it, it clearly is a minor, minor enough that he could, he could practice. Yeah, well, b- believe me, I made the trade uh, before the practice reports came out, and I'm yeah. friends with Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News. You'd be damn sure I sent him a text to check in, uh-huh. and he said uh, we thought uh, everyone thinks uh, probably just a grade one. We expect yeah. the practice today. He couldn't, he couldn't play with a grade two. There's zero chance he could play zero. with a grade two PCL. Yeah, okay. Got a right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bop-a-da-bop. Anything else on Dallas? No, not really. Uh, C.D. Lamb, good to see him coming back here with a couple of good games, although you know, his body language hasn't been great, but that's we'll complain when the numbers aren't great, I guess. Seattle and Detroit, I, I guess I got to start giving some love to Geno Smith. I, I, I find it difficult to do, but uh, Greg, you've seen Geno on film this year, I right? This week, too. So what, what, is he, what is he doing well, and 
you know, how sustainable is this? Uh, because what what is he not doing well that that may catch up to him? Is there anything? Well, they do a really nice job in helping him. They play a lot of uh, two tight end sets. They define a lot of things for him. Yeah. Um, they they'll spread it out at a two tight end. They're trying they're trying to dictate to the defense right. with the use of personnel and formation so they can define the reads and the throws. And Dean, Gino's always thrown the ball well. Yeah, um, mechanics are beautiful. Yeah, he looks good throwing it. I mean, um, <clears throat> so for the most part, he's been pretty good through the first three games. Um, yeah. You know, and I think he looks pretty firm in the pocket. He's delivering the ball with confidence. But I think they – look, he had two big plays this week that were great situational – play calling one came on third and one one came on fourth and two and you know they really defined it beautifully and they caught they caught the defense so you know they're doing a really good job with that um i i don't think he's the guy you necessarily want to just say let's just drop back and start tossing it all over the yard but they've done a really nice job it's a little weird that you know pete adam i'll go to you with this doesn't seem to be that inclined to just pound the rock this year which is well maybe that's a function of their defense but which i find that weird because also they haven't run it as well as they'd like right right i mean you could keep running it but i I, i'm just to be honest with you people close to the situation were not expecting gino to win the job i I get drew lock was bad i I get that but uh you know people have been around gino were not expecting him to all of a sudden play this well now it's only three games you know, at some point, backups show that they're backups. That's the right, yeah, sample size. But hey, but for now, hey, good job. I know they're throwing it to all those damn tight ends, but it's really it concentrated weird. to yeah. DK and Lockett, so that's good. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we're still waiting on uh, Kenneth Walker. I mean, being patient here. Uh, well, but, remember, he he was coming out from groin surgery. Yeah, I yeah. thought it's going to take a while to get his time. Well, Rashad Penny hasn't done crap. I know, but he's Walker hasn't done much anyway. Anything? Oh, I know, but I mean, it's like, what was the point of Rashad Penny if he can't produce while Walker's on the mend? Oh yeah, you yeah. know, so he might be screwed um, going forward. Let's uh, talk Detroit, Greg. You you pointed out last week that you know this isn't like a, a cake matchup for anyone. No, I this week too, they're a fun team to watch. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on them uh, this week. I mean, they just did handle uh, Justin Jefferson. But, you know, a guy like uh, DK is just so much more static. Uh, so if you want to erase a guy like DK. Well, we'll see. Maybe they'll take – they won't do exactly the same thing, but they might take a similar approach. Yeah. Um, they could. Right. Um, you know, so we'll see. I mean, obviously, look, they gave Akuda help but they still matched him up on him. So, yeah. you know, maybe they're starting to feel better about Akuda. Yeah, yeah. He's the number one pick. Draft. John, he had, he had a very good training camp. He's the only yeah, one. Yeah. I mean, he's very talented. You, you can see, like, this guy potentially could be a stud. You just watch, you just, you know, just watch him play. You could I mean, see Detroit it. Detroit is a pressure defense, John. They, they, they're a tough defense to play against. They bring a lot of pressure. There's a lot of different looks. Um, they're not easy to play against. And offensively, they're aggressive. They want to run the ball and they try to play with physicality. Their two tackles on offense are playing very well. Their old line, for the most part, is playing very well. Um, they've got enough weapons that they're not, you know, that they can make some plays. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not Reynolds and Shark are not, you know, 90 catch guys, but, you know, they still can run. And, you know, St. Brown, they use it in a nice way with a lot of movement, a lot of motion. Yeah. He's they, unbelievable. They create things for him. They do. Um, 
you know, they've got two good backs. Swift is obviously still battling injuries, so he's not playing a ton of snaps. So this week it was Williams who had 20 carries. I mean, Detroit's actually – they're a tough out. They are, yeah. Unfortunately, though, Adam, they do have a ton of guys banged up here. Yeah, so here, here here, we go. Uh, Swift, barring something unforeseen, probably will not play. Uh, also, St. Brown, I put him in the very questionable category. Yeah, it's scary. Which is less than 50-50. Reynolds, barring a setback, will play. At least uh, Hawkinson was limited today. He should go. He's a hip. He should. I think. It's Man, he's uh, he's been disappointing. Well, he, uh, he's off to a slow start, but it's only three games. Relax. He'll get his. I mean, it's been three seasons, though. I know. Yeah. I know. He's, he's been, been a little him. underwhelming. He's been. Yeah. A little, I'm, um, it's. I'm fair. I, I, I said the guy was a stud. Jackson. It's not about him. It's right. you know the nature of what they do. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm, talk, I'm talking about the fantasy entity. Yeah. Right. Uh, we need numbers out of him. I get it. I hear I you. Probably gonna be a little bit better. Uh, somebody told me I was dead wrong on him. I'm like, really dead wrong? I mean, that's just that's a little strong, but no. anyway, he's always been uh, exactly. Um, Chargers, Texans, and uh, Adam Herbert. Uh, I talked to Doc Addicts, he doesn't seem that concerned he's about him, but Greg would have to talk about the tape. But I, he's gonna play with his injury. Um, Guyton towards ACL, so Palmer play just a little bit more because. They're, they don't. They not that he's Guyton wasn't playing a lot, but right, right, right. You know they don't. He they don't have a lot of receivers left. It's it's really bad. They're bad at right tackle. Their left tackle's out for the season. They're not running the ball well when they try to run. It's you know I'm, I would be worried about this offense. I would. But I think they get Corey Lindsley back this week. Yes, and Keenan Allen probably he's definitely leaning towards the positive part, not negative part of questionable. So. Boy, it sure feels like a, a far cry from last year. I know it's only three games. Yeah. But... Well, they're another team. John, you and I spoke about this. They're not running the ball with much volume or with much success. Right. And no matter how great your quarterback is, it's the same thing with Buffalo. We already spoke, spoke about Buffalo. It's really hard to play that way every single week. You know, no one would argue that Justin Herbert and Josh Allen are not great quarterbacks in this league right now. But when you basically ask your quarterback to be Superman, not just every week, but almost every play, yeah. it's just very, very hard to play that way. It sure now, seems. Can it work given weeks? Of course yeah, it can. Of course, Those yeah. guys are special players, um, but it's just very hard. If you ask Josh Allen to be Superman over the course of a year, I feel like he could probably do it. I, I'm not there with Herbert. I don't know about that. You know what I mean? Like Herbert runs. He's got second reaction, but he's not – well, he's not going to run now because of the injury. Right, so. that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the Texan D, they're scrappy. I mean, they're beatable, obviously, in the overall. They played uh, well. They've not given up a ton of points here. They've actually played pretty good. Now, their run D is continues to be vulnerable, but I, yeah, Greg, in the secondary, that's not a gimme. No, but like I said, they're not giving up a ton of points. How, how is Stingley playing? Stingley's a really aggressive player. I think he's, you know, I think he's playing well overall and he'll get better. Um, he's, you can see the traits. He's going to be a good player. I saw Adam a really interesting uh, back and forth today on Twitter at a press conference with, it was like a, a reporter talking to Pep Hamilton and just happened to bring up, you know, like last year they moved Brandon Cooks around a lot more and he was a lot more effective. And it was a very, uh, you know, respectful exchange, but it, it was interesting because I, I just, I kept looking at cooks all summer saying this, 
this is too good to be true. Like he's good. He's, he's never John. He's a good. He's still really good. Yeah, but he's not good this year. No, but you know, I and I don't know Pep Hamilton. I, I, I you know, you asked me about Pep, and I said two people work with him told me really good quarterbacks coach. Right. And one guy was very honest. He said not the greatest quarter, not the greatest play caller. Right. So right. It's only three games. Let's see what happens. But yeah, well, I mean, seven for eighty-two in week one was pretty good. But we've yeah. devolved since then. Four know, for fifty-four. They know they got it. He's a play. The guy's terrific. Cooks is really good. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got seventeen targets the last two well, weeks and only six catches. Another thing, though, it Davis Mills' numbers are not good. And and Greg, you've seen him. Oh, you have seen him, right? Lately, uh, I I have not seen this week's game. Okay. But you thought he was shaky the game before. The I game before, I thought he yeah. was. He he. You know, he throws the ball very well, and he always makes some really good throws. I think at times he gets stuck a little bit. Mm, um, yeah. Basically, a pocket quarterback. Now he's not immobile, but his game is not built on moving around. Sure, it's built on playing from the pocket. So he's going to have to be really sharp mentally. He's going to have to deliver the ball on time. And I think he's still he's still learning. He's still growing, and he's yeah. going to have bad reps for sure. I mean, there's a guy Greg who can't get stuck. You know what I no. mean? You gotta. You gotta work no. it out, and you know, get better and faster at processing. You, that dude can't get stuck. That, that's what he. That has to become a strength of his game if he's to become a quality starter, which I believe he can become. But again, you're dealing with a guy that had 11 starts in college, then played last year at a pretty good level, given he was on a really bad team. Yeah. And now he's had moments this year in the first three games, but he's also had some some. Some bad snaps, no question. You can, you know, that's what the tape tells you. Yeah, I mean, John Mechie would would have helped, but hey, Adam, our guy Damian Pierce, man, he looked good last he week. He did, other than two fumbles. He, yeah, he, he's, he's. I would say of the three games, this is the first game Johnny looked like we saw in, in uh, preseason. Well, Greg and I saw it the week before, though. We, I, we I thought really impressive. I, yeah. I, you know, only I'm not watching. I didn't watch the tape of this one, so I just watched yeah. TV. Uh, red zone. I, I, you know, I, I made sure I rewound it, and he yeah, looked yeah. pretty good. I, I like that poor man's Frank Gore. If you squint, Greg, can you see a little Frank Gore there? <laughs> it's a little strong. Hall of Famer, but yeah. other people poor. have said that as well. What's that, Greg? Other people have said that as well. So, oh, see, actually, I did not know that. I was. I got, he was has a little velocity to him. The way that he runs. Well, the, definitely. Aaron, you made a great point on our show of money. The problem is they because they have no passing game right now. How's he going to score? Yeah. Well, uh, let's move on to uh, Tennessee and Indy. And Greg, you saw Tennessee last week. Uh, any any real takeaways? I mean, the, look, they're going to try and run the ball every week, uh, but Not I mean, question. they did try and get Derrick Henry in the passing game, which is probably smart. I don't know. Well, if they, they can... did. They didn't. Yeah. They had a screen on, on the first series, and everybody said, "Wow, he's in the passing game." Right. The next three catches were checkdowns, so he was. No, that was only because Tannehill couldn't throw it anywhere. Right. So, so I mean, they weren't getting him in the passing game the way people think. Well, it's still an upgrade from from where we're at. with normally it's, one it's catch a seven. Number, John, and that's yeah, what yeah. fantasy is about. He had five catches, and you know, one was a, a screen designed for him. The next three were checkdowns. Yeah. 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 The guy though, John, who's going to get involved, he got a thirty-yard catch as Hilliard. They they want yeah. to get him more involved. Without were they passing downs, Greg? The checkdowns were they like third down plays that you recall? Well, his thirty-yarder was a checkdown, but it was an intentional checkdown because they were on their own three-yard line. Right. Um, 
so but he brings juice. He's he's going to have to be a factor in their third down passing game. You're talking Hilliard. Hilliard, yes. Yeah, because of the, the speed, right? Yeah, I mean, and he's not a actually, they they they'll split him out. He scored right. two touchdowns in week one. They are dying to find anyone who could run. Yeah, they have one of the slowest offenses. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're trying to do what they can. <laughs> you only have what you have, right? Yeah, and uh, we got a, some injuries there. Uh, Nate Davis, and I guess that's about it of note here. Uh, moving on to uh, the Colts. How about Jonathan Taylor, Adam, missing Wednesday, the first practice sure. of his life? Well, yeah, you know, it's the, the last time he's listed on the injury report was week four last year. But he was uh, always at least limited. Yeah, he's, he's playing. You don't have to worry about it. He'll, he'll oh, oh, I know. I know. Um, but, Greg, how much of this offense have you seen? Because, man, it, I, I know it's a cliche, but it sure seems like, man, they're stacking that box. It sure seems like Taylor's getting a ton of attention this year. Well, their pass game hasn't been very good. They, they struggle right. to protect. Yeah. Um, their left tackle, as Adam knows, is not should not be a starting left tackle in the league, yeah. but everybody knows that. But guess what? He got it. He got it. PFF graded like super high. Not that anyone goes by those rankings, but uh, yeah. just saying. Um, Alec Pierce did make some great plays last week. He did. Though. He did. And Ooh. I think he'll get better. But th- the point is, Matt Ryan's under too much duress. Yeah. And he's not going to move and yeah. he needs space and he's just under too much duress. Yeah. They got to figure it out. I'm not sure how, uh, but. Maybe Pierce well, sometimes could help. guys have to play better. And look, we haven't gotten to the Rams yet, but everybody saw on Thursday Night Football their left tackle, Joseph Noteboom, get exposed. The last two weeks, he's played much, much better. Good. And they've been okay. able to have him block one-on-one in pass protection yeah. because of that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not saying Pryor is all of a sudden going to become Joe Thomas, but he's the guy playing left tackle. So at some point, you can't build your whole offense around the fact that you have to compensate just for him. By the way, Adam, what is up for week four with Darius, formal, the man formerly known as Darius Leonard? He's playing this week. Uh, <laughs> you mean uh, Shaquille, Shaq? Yes. It sounds good. It sounds positive. You know, They're leaving it up to him. It's, it's totally up to him when he feels physically ready. The, the surgery is good. It, that's, it's getting the soreness out and getting his, his wind back, You know, getting the football shape. Because he missed everything, he missed the offseason and training camp. Man, I'll give him credit though. Last week, hey, you know, you know, Greg, did you see the Chiefs tape? By the way, I saw the uh, Chiefs offense and the Colts D. Yes. Okay. How did the How did the Colts defense play? Did you think last week? Really well. They're a front four based defense. Yeah. And yeah. The front four is really really good, yeah. and that could be a big problem for the Titans. Um, and if Shaq plays, even if he doesn't play every snap, mm-hmm. you know. Look, even their linebackers, they the, the guy replaced him, Franklin, 44, who's been there. Sam Franklin. Well, yep. Okereke is very, very good. I mean, they're really good up front, really good up front. Wow. Um, Quiddy Pay showing up at all? Yep, he's showing okay. up. All right. Yeah, because I kind of like that guy. A little underwhelming last year. Chicago Bears and the Giants. We're not going to spend too much time on, on fields. But I don't know Adam, what to do you, say about these two teams, John, so I, I yeah. guess you, you can go to Adam well, here. I would, I, hey, I do think that Daniel Jones no. is playing very well right now. 
That's for Greg. Uh, you can, you I can... didn't see the tape this week. I can't yeah. answer that. So uh, right. very well, I don't know that. Well, well, John, I here's mean, the problem. Relatively speaking, like you saw Daniel Jones earlier in the year, you're like, he's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I think he's right there through well, this here's last the thing. Yeah. It's getting really bad for him. It is. The interior of their offensive line has been dreadful. They're yeah. working with a very weak pass target group. Right. One of the worst sure. in the National Football League. Because of guys who can't, Wendell Robinson won't be ready this week, most likely. Yep, it, yep. He hasn't worked since he got hurt. Kadarius has not worked. It's unbelievable. I, I'd be worried about for the year. What's that? I'd be Shepherd for the year. Yep. And Galladay, they they don't they have to play because they don't have anybody else. You know, he got benched two weeks ago. So right. I mean, I'd be a, worried about them overworking Saquon here too, man. They well, he, he wasn't overworked this past week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he's good, he good, is dominating. Good, good. Touching. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. You know, it, but to your point, Adam, it, the environment around him seems precarious. Bad. So, I feel bad for the kid because yeah, he's looking around. You'll see him occasionally holding on to the ball too long. Then he gets sacked. He got he got hit a lot in that game. Well, yeah. and, and by the way, uh, the the right tackle struggling mightily. The kid from Bama. Yeah, I know he would in this game. Uh, he he's got to fix something that I guarantee they know about, but it's got. Oh be- yeah, yeah. They're, they're, the coaching is really good. It, it's just you don't have the horses, John. Inside, they're going to have to completely rebuild their interior, of their offensive line. Got a good stat from uh, our guys um, at Fantasy Points Data now uh, tracking uh, everything on. Let's see here. Let me call this up here, uh, Khalil Herbert. You know, a lot of the narratives out there, I believe, may be accurate. And Greg, I think you kind of, you know, talked about that as well. Maybe I a better about that fit this summer that he would fit their scheme better. Nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he's getting uh, more yards before contact and after contact uh, than than David Montgomery, who, who looked good, uh, but he's hurt, unfortunately. Yeah, Adam, it's not. What What did he do today? By the way, uh, nothing. He didn't work. Who, Montgomery? Well, yes. Yeah. Doesn't look good. Herbert's got juice, man. I'm telling you. Remember when oh, I yeah. said, John, he's got oh, standing yeah. value? Oh, no doubt. I mean, now. I mean, you're seeing that now. He is, he's got some serious juice. Greg, straight up, do you think Khalil Herbert is a number one running back for a team? Could he be? Uh, could I he think, be, yeah. I think he could be, yes. Yeah, uh, totally. That's there you go. Know. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find the damn uh, stat, but now, John, basically, do you uh, do you project Justin Fields this week to complete ten balls? <laughs> no, uh, I'll, I'll give you the projection. Oh, I'll give you the projection. Let's take a look. Justin Fields this was, week, close twelve. I got it for twelve, question, Greg. He's going off. He's twelve. Greg just said it's a serious question. Yeah. Oh, a serious answer. Eight, seven and eight. Yep. I'm bumping him way up to 12 this week. Right? All right, another question for John. Is it possible Cole Komet will finish the season with at least 10 catches? Your thoughts? Uh, hey, he got we'll 40, 12. Yards. He we'll got we'll 40 12. yards last week. That's like that's like an MVP so, uh, I'm gonna give type John production with fields. So, so, so a league source who watched the tape of the Bears game? Yeah. I'm, I just give you what I get, right? He said it was total street ball by uh, Fields, totally not running the play like it's supposed to be ran, and doing his own thing. Has no vision for what the what the offense should look like. He's just doing his own thing. It's this is bad, man. This is this he's is gonna get good. benched. He's gonna get benched. 
Well, they keep they won. Let's see. The, the I, honestly, theoretically, you could say it by midseason. This continues. It has to be bench. But if you're Ryan Pulse, the GM, you have to. You, you got to know. I know he, he didn't draft the guy. Yeah. But you you don't want to. The kid's got some talent here. Mm-hmm. You you want to give this coaching staff a chance to at least decide he can't do it. But it it is so ugly. It's bad. I mean, compare and contrast like the beginning stages of Jalen Hurts' career and Fields. I know Hurts has a great O-line. Uh, I think here's the difference. I think Hurts is super coachable. He's a coach's son. Yeah. Um, he 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 wants – and by the way, he wants to be coached really hard. He responds to it. And they. Mm-hmm. I think Greg could attest because he knows people there and he watches the tape. He knows that they've done such a phenomenal job with him. And they also have helped look at the talent that that Jalen has around him, but he's been phenomenal. But see, let, we want to move on in a second. At some point, a player's got to take responsibility. Yeah, you're not coached yeah. like this. The way he's playing is not coached like that. I could tell you as a fact. Yeah. So it's more than bad supporting cast. Yeah, basically. it's him. Yeah, you can't blame every. Like Komet's not a great great player, but he's he's yeah. something. And you know, Mooney's yeah. a stud. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I thought it would just be. Komet and Mooney and uh you know like like I said I only I I basically projected Darnell Mooney to do exactly what he did last year is that unrealistic no, no but he might not even get half of that I mean it's just, I know yeah. I know I, you know what I'm disgusted now let's move on to the yes, Jaguars <laughs> and uh the Eagles and Greg the uh the ascension of Trevor uh I guess continues here in 2022 yeah, I mean, I, I would attribute much of it to coaching. I mean, I think it's evident on tape. You start to see the differences. Putting aside the structure of an offense, and that plays into it as well for sure, because obviously it's the way you use people, how you teach it, how you create your offense through the use of personnel, formation, mm-hmm. leverage, all those things Play obviously calling. factor in. Yeah. But just in terms of the quarterback position as an isolated position, you have to start there. And you can see that that uh, Trevor Lawrence is quicker on his drop and his set. Uh, he's not striding as much. His delivery is more often than not more compact than it's been. Now, this won't happen on every play. There'll be plays where he reverts because it needs to continue to be further ingrained. But yeah. he looks better in everything he's doing. He made some throws last week from muddy and contested pockets. That was a big question coming out. You know, I spoke to it a coach in the NFL that had studied every one of his throws at Clemson and said that there were only 34 throws in his entire Clemson career in which he thought that were contested throws, the mm-hmm. kinds of throws he would have to make in the NFL. Wow. So, wow. you know, this is all new to him. Sure. It was last year, and now he's being coached better. And, you know, he's not a power thrower. He's not one of those guys with a hose. You know, he's a good thrower, but he's not a power thrower. So and it's like... like- I love the way they're managing it, getting out of his hands quickly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And that's why and Greg, be, and Adam's point is is why he has to be quicker with his drop, his set, and his delivery. And and, and John, another thing to watch. Um, I haven't seen him, but this is what my guy with the Jaguars told me. He's not doing the back pedal. He would do a back pedal last year. You know, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, he's. I not, think he's getting overall better support from the ground game because you know J- James sure. Robinson was hurt, but and the O line, the O line has been decent. Uh, right, it, it, uh, I was told it's he's making the look because he's getting the you know how uh, sometimes when quarterbacks get the I was told by a very strong source don't get lost in thinking the line's great he's 
the kids profit. Well, the nature of the offense can cut. That's Compensate it. Yeah. For yep. those kinds of things, that's yep. you know, good yep. coaching does that. Yep. Yeah, I'm not saying the line is crushing it, but they don't suck. Well, that's, um, no, that's the point, John. They're okay. Are they good enough? No, but Greg's point is the hundred percent the correct point. Good quarterback then, play, getting out of the quarterback's hands quickly can negate a a, a issue with your offensive line because they don't have to hold the, the rush more. Yeah, sure. Um, Peyton, but, Manning. Peyton Manning always makes it. Oh, in that game, barring a change, it's going to rain all game. We're getting the, the Jacksonville Tampa oh. rain. Oh, is it really? It's going to yeah. rain all game, huh? It's going to all rain. We got three days of rain coming starting early, early like 2 a.m. Saturday. It's just to rain until Monday. Oh, oh great. So let's hope great. it changes, but I doubt it. I'll be flying out on Saturday from that. From that I'm going to check it again now. <laughs> um, Sunday, uh, I'm 10 miles away from the stadium, so I'm close. Uh, 62% per, six, uh, uh, chance of rain Sunday. Overcast yeah. with rain showers at times. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Enough. I mean, yeah. I guess it all depends, too, on what, what direction it moves. Right, and that's the thing about rain. If it's not too mm-hmm. windy, you could you could actually throw the ball. Yeah. I feel but, like Jalen Hurts is a decent bad weather quarterback, but I'm not sure about that one. But uh, basically, the the ascension of Jalen Hurts, Greg continues. But you know, this is not a cake matchup here against the Jaguars. Well, I think their defense is is a really nice work in progress. As I watch it every week, and I have, they're actually fun to watch. First of all, Mike Caldwell, he came from Tampa with Todd Bowles. So he's used to having two really good linebackers. So what did they do? They signed a Lua Kuhn, who's actually a very good player, and they drafted Devin Lloyd in the first round. They basically play every snap, and they're good. And Lloyd's been very good in pass coverage. Um, and this D-line, they've got length, athleticism. I mean, these guys are big and athletic. So, again, are they going to be great every week because it's all new? No, of course not, John. But this, this defense will get better and better. And uh, oh, but real quick, back to I know he popped up on the injury report with an ankle, Zay Jones. But I I did like Zay Jones this summer, and he was good last year. And he man, he's. Well, I told you, John. He the Raiders told me that like they wanted him back, but they could they couldn't pay him what he got from Jacksonville. Yeah. The reason why he he lines up, I don't have the numbers, but I know what the Jags told me. He kind of lines up anywhere they need him to line up. Yep. So. He can yep. back up any position. He they move him. He's and but Christian Kirklow is the story, though. He is the story. Oh, no doubt. Zay Jones, uh, you know, yeah. It, he's almost a third. It's almost down into thirds lining up at the three receiver spots. Uh and so they're running Doug's running his offense from 16 to 17, man. Spread West Coast. And uh Kirk in the slot 81% of the time. Uh yeah, Zay Jones, a, a big time factor here. So hopefully they don't they don't not have him this week. Jets, Steelers, and we're we're in with uh, Zach Wilson, and I know Flacco. I guess was bad last week. I actually didn't watch it, but um, but Adam, with this one here, I I don't think they're rushing it. So I feel like Wilson's. I mean, first start of the year, but I feel like they didn't rush this. He's he's probably ready. His knee. It, the issue was with the, when you have a bruised knee that could last four to six weeks. Then you throw on the the menis, the meniscus trim. Yeah, of course. The, the stuff about him being ready week one was never true. I was told. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, just, yeah. He was making good progress, and they were like, "Because what I think is, if they had to play a playoff game, maybe they would have pushed it." But you're not going to do that. The, the 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 thing is, though, with him, he hasn't played. So to think he's going to play week one real well, I mean, I, right, right, you know, right. I, I, but I agree with your assessment, John. You said to me a week ago, and you and I kind of agree. 
They're so deep with a pass target group. And how about my guy Conklin? Unbelievable. So yeah. over time, once he's visit, once he's got his timing back, it'll yeah. take him a while. Mm-hmm. The young quarterback needs reps. That's a really good group. Oh, really good. Deep. And he's yeah. he's already got chemistry with Corey Davis and Eli Mitchell and you know, he does throw inside the Eli numbers Moore. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Eli Moore, sorry, Eli Moore. Um, and, and our guy, Brees Hall, I, I think this is the week he breaks out on the ground because, Greg, this this Steeler run D is still pretty bad. I don't know how much of them you've seen. Um, I've not seen a ton of the Steelers. No, I, I have not. Okay. One team that, I mean, I know I haven't seen them. I did not see the Thursday night game on tape. So Right. Um, yeah, no, I think they're giving up like six, seven yards of carry. Yeah, I mean, thus far, it's early, but still, that's not great. And um, I did have a question on uh, oh, with uh, Sauce Gardner, um, I guess he doesn't travel, Greg. Have do you have enough information on that one? Yeah, I've seen the Jets every week on defense. Does he he does not travel? He does not travel normally, no. He, but what he do you think of him? Corner and uh, Reed plays right corner. From what I've seen, uh, he looks like the real deal, Sauce Gardner. Yeah, he's he's going to be a good player without question. Yeah. Um, and then Adam, you know, any thoughts on how many uh, more losses and weak performances by Trubisky before we we make a switch? Any, I think, th- any- um, I think your call we we obviously did happen week four, but we're still only. F- you know, six to eight week kind of thing. Right. If yeah. they lose this game, this would really be bad. Now, if he's the reason why they lost, it certainly would make it easier to bench him. And what I'm told is, um, not this is having to do with Trubisky. So the head coach was a huge picket fan coming into the draft. Mm-hmm. So you know, Matt Canada's also got to spread the ball around a little bit. They got to, they got to get Pickens more involved. Yeah. They tried last week. They, they, you know, they, he's they got ball more. He's, he's got a little bit more involved. Um, Cardinals, Panthers, talk of more James Conner. He's been a little underutilized. Of course, he's been hurt. This is a new injury, by the way. He's got another injury. He's got – it's an ankle this time. And this is another tough matchup for Kyler. So, oh, boy. I mean, Greg Dortch can only do so much because no A.J. Green. So it's Hollywood, Dortch, and Zach Ertz. That's it. I mean – Rondale, I guess he's been limited though. I guess we can't rule out Rondale just yet. Yeah, he uh he's got a chance to play. They'll they'll see later in the week. But Dorch is going to play a lot no matter what. So yeah, like if Rondale returns, they'll play Dorch outside. I, that I don't know. Or Rondale outside. Yeah, I well Rondale's in. I mean, I don't right, see right, 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 right. Yeah, small. Um, well, yeah, Greg, uh, you have not seen much of Kyler Murray. You're probably not uh, missing much. I, I have. I saw the first two weeks, I believe. Oh, um, you know. He's – it's a tough offense to watch for me. I mean, Murray's very gifted, very talented. Um, you know, I, I, I'm being totally honest, guys. I just can't get a great feel for him and that offense. Like, what? what's the plan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and uh, you know, I'm not – you know me well enough to know I don't say negative things about coaches because I know how hard they work, but I just can't get a feel when I watch their offense. And I think Murray can make great throws. He's a, you know, like if you were to say, and I'm just being honest here based on tape, if you were to say who's just a better throw over the football, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, you'd say everybody would say Kyler Murray. Yeah. Okay. 100%. But 
there's something that's not working for consistency. And I'm being honest, I don't know what it is. I think it's like everything, a bunch of different things, madam, but you know, it just it's an individual play offense, basically. It seems to me mm-hmm. that they don't have great continuity. Well, look, you don't have D hop. Yeah. The the AJ Brown's not playing, he might be out a bit. So you don't have a great receiver core. It's it's actually and I'm not I'm not absolving the quarterback. Obviously, he runs around a lot and he doesn't throw when he should. But he's kind of, I, I think he's kind of morphed into this guy. He's an individual play. He's, he's 100%. A guy. I mean, he, and the he, O-line is getting worse. It's it's a veteran, mostly a veteran line. It's They're playing a left tackle at right tackle. Uh, Pugh's not the player he once was. Rodney Hudson's, you know, he's he's near the end of his career. Not great. Well, not speaking of not great, McCaffrey again out of practice. I guess um, Rappaport is, you know, kind of um, you know not uh, sounding the alarms for this week. Let's say, but I mean, this is well. If he better, needs to work tomorrow, limited, and he'll play. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, if he doesn't, I, I would be concerned. That then that would be a little the, the injury would be a little bit more serious. Not that it's serious, but it'd be a little bit more troublesome or. It's just worrisome in general because even if he is active, now you're worried like is he gonna is yeah. gonna grab him? But they're they're always gonna be super conservative with him. He, in fact, I, I know he'd he kind of hinted at that about you know they're gonna list he was talking he was asked about injuries and he's talking about if I go to the bathroom, like they're gonna put me on the injury report. I thought that was funny. Right. Yeah. So. Um well, and by the way, not for nothing, but the backs behind him, that that looks like a quagmire right now. Like between Chuba and Deontay Foreman, like is there a guy? I, neither one of them have really excelled. I don't think. Of course, Baker hasn't excelled. Can't trust him this week, no matter what. I don't think. Uh, even though it's a beatable matchup, and JJ Watt is banged up. I, I mean, start DJ Moore at this point. It's not quite to the Darnell Mooney phase or stage, yeah. Adam, but it's close. It's cl- getting close here. This is bad. Yeah, I, I like to know what happened with the matchup last week. I, I was surprised the Rams didn't do better. Then again, they didn't have the ball. They only threw, you know, they didn't have the ball. So, well, this Carolina pass defense, Greg, is uh, they're great. nasty here. I mean, I feel like they could really, you know, game plan it wisely and just put the clamps down on the Cardinal passing game. Right? I feel like they're very defensible right now. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I don't have a, a great response right. to the Cardinal passing game. Right. Or, or the well, the matchup though is yeah. I, I don't have a you know. I, I don't know what you know. The Cardinal passing game to me is almost play to play. They could be phenomenal this week. Right. I, right, I don't right. know. Yeah. Moving on to the Patriots and the Packers. Uh, how about Mac Jones not being ruled out? But he will not be playing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Adam, uh, we did get uh, at Fantasy Points data. Uh, it was a pretty good uh, stat. Now, maybe Damian Harris is a little bit banged up here. But over the last three games, the number of carries in which it's been just a whole number of drives in which it's been just just Ramondre in there or just Damian Harris, it is now two weeks in a row tilting toward Ramondre. Yeah, look, you know, Stevenson, they know, and you know, I know someone there said, like, he's so gifted. He just has his approach has to be more consistent. Uh, Harris is not on the injury report, by the way, just so you know. By the way, did you see this report? Keenan Allen left practice early today. No, he was limited. I didn't. I didn't know 
some yeah. guys, sometimes guys, when they're limited, they just get treatment because he has a prescribed amount of snaps that they yeah. take to get treatment. So I don't know. Worth uh, bringing up just yeah. to keep, you know, obviously to monitor it for uh, tomorrow. And I wouldn't want to use any of these these receivers, obviously. It's a tough matchup. It's Brian Hoyer. Maybe he throws it a tight end a little bit more. Green Bay, great game for Dobbs. You know, I don't know much about this Patriot defense. I don't think they do uh, where they're at. Um, beatable. Well, they I probably would. do, John. I would bet they do. Well, they're always – I'm <laughs> of the mindset, though, that they they always start slow. And, you know, I just – you know, I just don't know where they're going to end up because of the personnel that they've lost and all that. But they always get better and better. And, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, they're obviously playing a different offense than the, the Ravens last week since the Ravens are unique. But I would say that the Packers – Run game is a big factor now. They do a lot of good things off the run game, a lot of the same looks to get to the, you know, because they're trying to create <clears throat> throws for Rodgers yeah. so that guy, so it's clean because obviously Rodgers does not have great confidence yet in these receivers to have to make adjustments once the ball is snapped. So, you know, they're trying to make it clean by really doing a good job with the marriage of run concepts and pass concepts off that, whether it's RPOs, whether it's play action concepts. That's what they're really trying to get done. Do you uh, do you see something really good early on uh, with Dobbs? I mean, it's early. Well, Dobbs is gonna, you know, he's going to play a lot. And I think, you know, I don't want to say he'll become the number one target because Lazard's been there and Rodgers trusts him. But I think Dobbs will continue to grow and become a quality wide receiver. What that means for target share, that's hard to answer. Uh, but he's going to be a factor in their offense. Well, I mean, I'll take your point further. I'm not saying he's going to be, but he certainly looks like a guy who could maybe even relatively quickly this you know, year emerge as the number one target. It's funny. It was not this weekend, but the weekend prior, I was actually watching the Packers game. It was during red zone. And you you know in my um, evaluation of him, I said that he reminded me somewhat of of Adams when Adams yep. came out. You, yep. you remember that, right, John? I I I, I agreed with it. I'm like, oh, I never well, really thought of that, but yeah. Well, the thing that was interesting is watching the telecast. Whoever was doing that game, it's irrelevant. I just can't remember. Said that in you know when they have their meetings with the pack, you know the the announcers always meet with the teams, as you guys know. Yeah. Um, and that the, the, the Packers coaching staff uh, said that they told the announcers that Dobbs reminded them of a young Adams. Yeah. Oh, totally. Wow. I, like I said, when I mean, that's you made what that I saw, look, and, you, and just so people who, who are watching this know, I do all my evaluations before the draft. So I don't know who's going to draft these players. hundred yeah. percent. And, and I saw Dobbs, I was more familiar with him than I am most rookies. Cause I went to the senior bowl and then when I saw that from the scouting report, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I see that. And then when he got drafted by the Green Bay Packers, I'm like, that's it. That's John, it. I could add. So they he's such a accountable young guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came into the building, like, just wide open, wants to be coached, super high character. Uh, they they felt that they got a steal. Like, they, you know, on a personnel staff, they, they kind of know early on whether the kid gets it or not. Yeah, he, he gets it. Like he's and, and just one final point because I know we want to move on. There's so many wide receivers that come out in the draft every year and get drafted. So the fact that he was, I believe, a fourth round pick, you know, th 
what that means, none of us can say. You know, it, yeah. it, 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 there's a lot of receivers who get drafted in the third, fourth round who end up being good players in the league. You yeah. know, it's there's just always receivers. But fourth rounders are hit or miss. I would imagine the well, hit rate. He didn't, yeah, he didn't run well. That's why he didn't get drafted. Well, you I know what? I, better than that, as you know yeah, by yeah. my evaluation. Yeah, but yeah. We'll, time will tell. So far, well, he looks pretty good. All summer, I called him this year's Amon Ross St. Brown. That's a little, I hand get him that. He's a different of kind of receiver. But yeah, I know what it, you mean. he's well, not going to, but he won't get that kind of volume. But I hear you. But no, I, honestly, it was just a fourth round pick. They're both. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amon Ross was a third, wasn't he? I thought he was a fourth. Remember, he's pissed off at all the teams that passed on him. Well, he knew them all. He read them all off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not comparing the players, but, you know, in terms of, like, you know, the, the, it's it's rare. So, basically, a fourth-round pick who goes to a team that had a real need for him, and mm -hmm. he's good, no and, you know, he gets it done. Yep. Uh, fourth-round pick, Amon Ra. Yep. Oh, fourth. Okay, cool. Yep. Even better. Yep. Pick cool. 112. Uh, okay, moving on to Denver and uh, uh, LV. Adam, I said this morning on the radio, I think I'd I'd rather have Buddy Hackett calling the plays here for the Broncos. Um, did you see anything last week? Oh, the last had one drive. The last, uh, either the last drive, and, and, and the two big plays were second reaction. Although he did make yeah. Wilson a great back shoulder throw to Sutton, which was his best throw of the mm -hmm. game. There's but, a little bit more. I was a little bit more encouraged, but still, with with and not to defend Hackett, Greg was just talking about the the randomness. You know, I, I mean the the second reaction. Yeah. No matter who coaches him, that's going to happen. But what I'm talking more is about the the, the under, not understanding what gets it done. You get your, the ball in the hands of the most explosive playmakers. Coaching is understanding who you have and getting them the football. Williams has got to get the football. That's just the well, way. Let me ask you a question, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, Adam. Yeah. I would assume, given that he's been coaching in the NFL for a while, that Hackett understands that. Well, he doesn't that, understand the general principle. Yeah. You know, but, now, you know, but as a play caller, you have to understand. I don't talk fantasy when I evaluate. I talk. This is this is what coaches told me. Your right. job is to get the best players of the football. Williams is wait. I know Gordon's look good, but it's not even close. Williams is a special football player. Get him the football. I, it drives me nuts. Well, the previous staff did the same thing. And he and by the way, he had 15 touches a game, Greg. And he was unbelievable with those. I love Williams. That's yeah. you're not you're you're preaching to the choir. You got to figure out a way to get this guy the football. I mean, I'm really annoyed. They do seem to block it up better for Melvin. I, I don't, I don't it, know. It just seems like Melvin always has space to. It navigate. should be a two to one split, John. It's what it should be because he's one's a better football player. That's my point. Right. I know. I know. Not hard I, know. To figure out. I know. Well, Javante is probably going off in this game. Melvin is, by the way, on the injury report. I say going off, you know, 100 and. 100 total yards and a tutty, something like that. And, and by uh, the way, there are plays to be made against a secondary. Their secondary is not good. Raiders? Yeah, oh, for sure. And, and Greg, uh, real quick, uh, well, Adam, uh, Hunter Renfro, what's that deal? Because that, that's a big uh, he hasn't. Uh, Gordon should get cleared. He's got a minor neck injury. He should get cleared. Oh, he hasn't got uh, – Renfro's not got cleared. It's five straight practices he's missed. Wow. Yeah, that's not that good. would explode. That would explode. Okay, Mac Collins. That's that's why. There's well, definitely yeah. target because Greg. You're... Well, that's because they doubled Waller and 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 uh, that's who. Yep, right. And they yeah, need right. a third guy. Sure. So I know Greg hates the word blueprint, but you yeah. know if that's something that teams are are looking to do going forward, man. Well, and other teams could eat. do it. That they're you know they could you know. Some yeah. teams, it's not the way they play. I mean, you know. Yeah, sure, sure, look, sure. Don't forget, Vrabel 
came from um, the Belichick school, and that's very Belichickian. So, right. um, you know, not every team is going to do that kind of thing. Nate Hobbs, uh, Adams, too, is hurt. Nate Hobbs. He has yeah. not gotten cleared yet. I had to put take off mute. He hasn't oh. got cleared yet. Um, They're so bad at corner. Oh. And that could be a big one for Judy if he's out. Uh, line him up inside there. Well, Portland. right now, again, everybody, I assume, is, expects Russell Wilson to all of a sudden be great one week because of his track record in the league. Okay. We don't know that. Yeah. You know, he missed Judy on some throws last. Russell Wilson has missed a lot of throws. Mm. That, That's you not know, good. He, look, the bottom line is, and I'm not saying this to be negative or sarcastic, but because of Russell Wilson's track record, everybody is assuming that the head coach is an idiot. Okay. That's the, that's the public perception. We don't know that at all for a fact, but Russell Wilson, the tape tells you that he's missed John a lot of routine throws. I think in the fantasy community, if we do think he's an idiot, it's a lot more about the Melvin split up here. Wilson Um, played well, period. And, And look, you made the point last week that, you know, he's a beat late. So when you're saying he's missed some throws, is it because he's a beat late or is it because he's just not accuracy ball placement? Okay. See, this is a declining player. I felt this way two years ago. Maybe he is. John, we don't know that. And and maybe he is. I'm not saying you're wrong. We could find out. Yeah. That could well be the case. You know, I mean, that's my opinion based on the game. You got it. He's got to get comfortable with it. Yeah. But he's bad. Let's put it. He he looked a little better last week, but Greg's. Greg's the truth with this stuff. If he's late missing throws, that's a problem. Adam, do you think there's a correlation between maybe being a declining player and all of a sudden he doesn't run anymore? You know, that was part of his game. I I, I don't know. We'll never know what's in his head, John. Yeah. The only thing I could say was troubles, what Greg said about him being late, because that's not good, and that's not a coaching issue. That's a player issue. Now, it's only three weeks, and it's a new Only three weeks, too. It's only three weeks. It's a new scheme. But if this is happening week eight, they got a real problem in their hands. And, and as I told you last week, not that they're thinking about this, but they're stuck with him for three years by contract structure. Yeah. So he's just got to get it. And it, and they have a good enough. I know yeah. uh, Patrick's out for the season, but their, their past star group isn't bad. He's got to be better. No, 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 no. Um, I, I do think that – think back, though. How many times did was there, like, a, a critical moment – Defense has got Russ. He breaks three. He runs for sixteen yards. Oh yeah, breaking type yeah. of. He's not doing that anymore. So now you're relying a little bit more for winning from the pocket. Yeah. Good luck uh, with that one. Okay. KC and Tampa. Adam, uh, I feel like Tampa will bounce back in this one. I mean, they're due. I mean, this offense has been literally one of the worst in the NFL. Well, Damn, who, who's he been thrown to? He hasn't had anything else. Man, but. I mean Russell Gage. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gage will play. Evans is back from suspension. He he doesn't have the ham. He's not listed with the hamstring injury anymore, so right. he's back. Right, right, right. Uh, right. Look, the, the big thing here is, and I mentioned this last week. I I underestimated the loss of Gronkowski. I think yeah. that was probably a mistake. Oh, I was worried about that. That was that was That's the final nail for me. That's I was a like, big one because even yeah. if, even when they get Julio back, if he plays at some point. Uh, and Godwin doesn't look – I'm not real optimistic about Godwin. He's still dealing with a hamstring now. But when they get him back, not having that guy in the middle of the field is a problem. A tight end. Any thoughts, Greg, on Tampa's offense here against 
KC. Like, yeah, it's going to be a tough matchup. Spags is really good with pressure concepts, pressure schemes. He has no problem going zero blitz. He did it more than any coach in the league a year ago. <clears throat> this is an offensive line that's clearly not what it was. Yeah. You know, Brady, as great as Brady, you know, is, uh, he's still a pocket quarterback. He's not going to leave the pocket. So I think you're going to see Spags be aggressive. Um, and I think we'll see. I mean, Evans is back because it was a suspension. But, you know, a lot of the other guys aren't back as Adam just elucidated. Right. So, True. you know, it's, it's not like he's throwing to big-time guys. Yeah, and then on the other side, I uh, I would have some concerns too here. I mean, uh, it's a little weird what we're doing in KC, uh, transitioning, uh, spreading the ball around. You know, I don't know how many more weeks from, uh, like, do we need to see what we saw last week before we start saying, okay, they do miss Tyree Kill. Uh, still slow process here, but not a good week for them to get going here, Greg. do you Have you seen anything on film to – you know, make you feel really good about them with this tough matchup on the road? Um, I mean, look, you know, we know Mahomes can be special any given week. Um, you know, last week, again, just sort of the theme of the league. There were snaps, especially in the fourth quarter, in which the Colts bracketed Kelsey and a mm -hmm. second receiver, depending on location. Um, yeah. They felt comfortable with Gilmore playing zero man. Now we're, obviously, we're talking about what the Colts did. Um, but, you know, I would say that, that you know Mahomes has been good not great yeah, but yeah. I think his track record suggests that he's a really good player and we're not going to say that Mahomes is going to be terrible this week but I think it's a tough defense to play against yeah might that be an issue going forward we all know Travis Kelsey is arguably the greatest of all time offensive threat at tight end um might that though be a problem without Tyreek I know last year I guess the Patriots figured out a way to double Tyreek and Kelsey. I don't know if anybody else can do that, but Belichick. But now no, you don't have to you worry can, about Tyreek. John, if you choose, you can always double two. You can't double three. You right. can always double two, but then you have to live with man-to-man -man elsewhere. Right, right. Well, I don't even know if there's another guy on the chief receiving core worth doubling, I guess, either. I yeah. would think that teams would say, no, there's not. And that could – again, Kelsey's going to get his – but instead of catching, you know, seven for 118 and two touchdowns, it might be six for 64 and a touch. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah, we I might mean, see it. could it. be. And, and, and see, the problem, not the problem, the, the thing with Mahomes is he can always make those great second reaction throws. And then, you know, you don't know how to factor that in. But yeah. if he doesn't make them, then sometimes the offense, you know, slows down a little bit. Well, sometimes. Adam, to before we wrap up quickly uh, – the triumphant, in my opinion, of Juju, Hardman, and MVS not getting it done. Oh, Juju had it. I mean, statistically had a good game, but and I don't want to make this too simplistic. But you're you're not if you're defense coordinator. I remember a, a friend of Greg and I. I won't mention the guy's name. Uh, the coordinator was in the league a lot of time. Told me when you when you're going against Tyreek Kill, that changes everything. He, he goes he, he goes man. The night before, it's not easy. Yeah, if you're game planning. Try to stop him. Yeah. You take him out of the picture, it's just different. It, it and it's a new way that that Andy Reid's finding a new way to get the ball out and get other pass targets involved. That you had to. You don't have him anymore. He's so not. It's going to be a work of progress. But what they don't have is that explosive playmaker. They could say all they want about MVS. He runs well for his size. He's not a guy who commands the football. No, no, no. 
I think Kelsey is uh, a lot easier to defend this year than than the last two years. Well, he got the touchdown last week. Uh, it cost me a win in the ACI. Oh, yeah. so I traded it that, but he's Kelsey looks great. He he looks he looks fine. Yeah, he looks he looks like Kelsey, I guess. But maybe a little I'm not, bit. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying Kelsey. What falling off? No, he's not. Well, I'm not saying it's his fault. But Manny will get him the ball. I'm not worried. You're talking don't, fantasy, Manny. John. That's what yeah. you're talking about. No, John, don't free him up. I'm not worried about that. It's oh, yeah, just finding, finding a on. secondary pass target that's that can make plays. They don't have that guy. Well, uh, they do. His name is Sky Moore, but I know he's not right. I told you, it's going to take well, some time. I know. I know. I said the same we, thing. John, you don't know that about Sky Moore. You're assuming that he's probably yeah. not ready. No, but we're hoping that he will be at some point. Right. But I'm saying, you know, physically, there's yes. a guy who could be really good here. Sure. Like, sure. you know, I think they need a guy who could win quickly. And he does, I think. But he's we'll see. He's strong as hell. Rams, Niners. And you mentioned that you, you thought uh, the protection last week was a little better, which is uh, good because you, this is a tough spot here. And you and I, Greg, talked about Allen Robinson, and you bring up a good point. I'm sitting here like panicking, and you know, not panicking, but you know, it's hard for me not to be definitive. Uh, and you know, you said, look, he's involved very much so within the structure of the offense, so he literally has to start producing. Basically, he will. Is that, yeah, he will. Yeah, I did First feel that all, way. Two weeks he's ago. really good. He's gonna he's gonna get him involved for sure. And yeah. and he dropped a touchdown last week, as you know, and yeah. he'll be involved because right now, without Van Jefferson, who's out for at least three more weeks, um, you know, th these are the two main guys. They found a fascinating way to use uh, Skorenic the last two weeks. So, you know, but he's not a, a receiver in a strict sense within the context of what they do. But yet he, he is a factor. But it's Robinson will be involved. And Tyler Higby, though, right now is the second receiver mm -hmm. here. I mean, he is the second option for Stafford this year. And that was planned when they lost, as I told you, they, that when they lost Jefferson, they're like, all right, we don't, we, we can't, Skoranek's not ready to be that guy in terms of pass targets, John. And yeah, he looks good. He's always looked good, except for tougher matchup uh, for, against the Niners, Greg. But did you see signs of life from Cam Akers? He sure looked, yeah, he looked better up. for sure. I thought, yeah, I thought he looked better for sure. Now, for the Rams, quickly, they lose Trent Williams. Jimmy G shaking off the rust. Uh, probably not a great watch last You've week. You've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of injury issues, too, as Adam can probably attest. Yeah, Armstead, Armstead on defense out. Trent Williams, high ankle, going to be out a bit. Uh, Shire, the linebacker's out with an MCL sprain. So yeah, and, and remember Jimmy Ward's still out till at least week five, though I, I was told he should be back by week five. So they got they got both sides of the ball, John. They're they're banged up. Yeah. And uh any thoughts on Jeff Wilson and, and what he's giving them in the running game? Like he's well, kind of I mean, like their the guy. guy. I mean, the times he's played, he's produced. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they're going to try to run the ball, obviously, and they run it in really interesting ways they with base concepts, how they get to them. And they're going to have to do more of that because they're going to have to try to create, I don't want to say explosives, but the run game is going to have to be a sustaining factor. You'd have to assume Jimmy G will get better. You know, look, there, there's only 17 games. So there's no, you're not trying to justify a guy playing badly or poorly or not up to his standard, but it's just a reality of life. 
the reality is he had no offseason and no training camp. So he's not going to come in and be dynamite. It just doesn't work like that. It's going to take him a while. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know why people thought he'd start playing great all of a sudden. The timing's going to be off. When you haven't practiced in six months, come on. Right. Well, and then finally here, as I, I'm, I'm this NFL.com, I'm trying to pause their video that they start because it's playing in my earphones here. Miles Gaskin out, Cedric Wilson out. Uh, doesn't even play. He's not even the rotation. Hey, um, just a quick yeah. question. Hey, Adam, I know we probably discussed this a little bit. I can't remember. What is your sense of Cordero Patterson? Do you think he'll be out? Uh, no, they they think it's this is planned that they would not practice much this week. He's got a minor knee injury. Right. So now if he don't work tomorrow, then I'd definitely be concerned. That's but as far as you know, as of now, it's not. It should be okay. Yeah, he should be okay to play. As Sounds a, like there'll be a package and a little video on Cordero Patterson and the Falcons offense in the matchup show. No, there's not, but oh, but okay. we were going to talk about him, and right. you know, I don't know if we'll do that now simply yeah. because we don't want to take a chance. Yeah, sure. Just trying to give people inside information here. That is a wrap, a uh, little meatier than usual. We went off on a, a couple of tangents, but we'll wrap here and – Wish you luck on Thursday night and in week number four. We thank Ben Kukanis. Obviously, check uh, all the media stuff that we do on the site for all the other live streams and podcasts for Adam Kaplan and Greg Cosell. I'm John Hansen, and this has been the week four edition of the Matchup live stream here at FantasyPoints.com.